Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, our final episode of Beers and Breakevens drops this afternoon, 3pm on YouTube, it might already be past that time when you're tuning into this, if so, jump on YouTube, go and have a watch of our final episode, we've got Riser from Supercoach365, the man behind the Dribbler Dailies are in the Punters and Dribblers page, sensational fella, puts out fantastic content, I'll be keen to have him involved next year, we're roasting his season, which was a pretty interesting one, used a a lot of buys early um, and then sort of made up ground. And then he was in the top 3,000 after about five weeks and he never dropped out of it. Finished it around the 2,000 marks so in between me and Timmy. But his season was very different. Uh, obviously, mine and Tim's was very different as well, but his was very different to both of ours. So a really interesting chat live 3 p.m. on YouTube and the full episode will be 6 p.m. tonight on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Funny how it it's Tell wild you. how you went without Hines and Cleary, and then you're like, I had to panic buy to get Dewey. <laughs> well, um, Hines was injured, remember? In, in, in that. Oh, he was injured, was he? Do you remember that? I don't recall. Round four? Good to know. Uh, on uh, talking about blokes, like I mentioned um, a couple of weeks back, that about going, if people have an injury history, like if the form's there, just get them. When we were going into round 27, I'm like, all right, how do I run down Guru here? What needs to go my way? And when you said as your one trade, you are going Brimson, I'm like, beautiful. Because he's every chance to do his hammy five minutes into this game. I was like, there are so many safer plays. Yeah. Uh, and by the time we got to Sunday, it didn't matter for that final well, game. Well, he was round. playing centre. Yeah, it didn't yeah. matter. But he, when that he got too. moved to centre, I was like, oh, I was going, do I go Kinney? And I thought, no, I'll just stick with the pedigree. I was just like, I was certain you would have gone with someone safer than him with his yeah. injury history and you even you started with him round one looking towards next year love aj brimson as a footballer love him as a super coach uh, far out he's had a tough run of injuries i love that duel as well i think it was underrated like scotty drinkwater had that <coughs> 5 8 fullback duel 2022 mm. and i know uh, from my draft team where i had drinky it was so uh, invaluable to be able to flick between the two yeah. it's just such a rare duel and i thought on a classic sense that could give me an edge now you're non-playing players in round one 
Jeez, this is an all-star cast here. <laughs> Frank Pele, David Mowali, Josh Schuster, Matty Dory, Sean Bloor, uh, Carm Pierre, Will Warbrick, and Braden Villiami. Um, anyone stand out to you there from that little oh, crew? I mean, you could probably uh, tell a story about all of them. I think Braden Villiami was the one that probably stands out. There was other cheapy options there, particularly Tyron Peachy, who I think was another 40K more than Willie was, but went on to do much more than Willie mm. did. Uh, who's <coughs> the other ones? AKP, I know I sold him pretty soon. Yeah, Loffy was there. Um, AKP was a real timing one, wasn't he? Like, yeah. Nearly yeah. everyone started with him. Lots just cut ties about three, four rounds in. Anyone who I, I held on him for a while, I don't know what you did, but then he did stream. He had some good scores. Whether you played him or not, he did get to above like four or five hundred K. And I so. drafted him round seven and dropped him in round three in a 14 man comp. I cut ties very Jeez. quickly. I was done. I think we were all less focusing on what he what his ceiling was, but that I think he got a five in round one. We're like, <laughs> I'll tell you a funny what, story. What, when what I things? when I cut AKP, I was sitting um, I forget which country town we we're in, but I was sitting on the can morning after we'd been out in all sorts and I go fuck it I'm trading out this guy and there was two options on the waiver wire who I was going to trade into Montoya or DWZ DWZ wasn't really in the side at that point and I went I'll get Montoya and I was so happy with myself imagine if I would have gone DWZ that would have been the best shit of all time yes you would have got out the KFC and got in the DWZ exactly right (laughs) (laughs) Um, who else did you have on that list obviously Josh Schuster was a shit fight Um, Will Warbrick how long did you hold him for Barely a month, I think. Yeah. And I I regretted it because I think the week I sold him, he scored a double. Round four, Round you four. traded him out. Scares me. Um, I think he backed that far. But yeah, I think, or at least he scored a, a try. I remember I was just thinking, oh, here we go. Like, what have I done again? I think you speak of pedigree there, Guru. The, the Melbourne right side, the right winger, I think even when they're scoring 20, 25 tries a year, Vinavalu type stuff, they were never great super coach players. Mm. So... He was sort of the cheapie that I went with out of fear of not owning him and everyone else did. But at that point, I was happy to get rid of him because I didn't think he would hurt me that much. You, you bought him for 200k to start the year, sold him three weeks later for 217k. The following week, 88. The next week, 58. It was 343k two weeks later, 390 yeah. three weeks later. <laughs> it didn't take long for him to punish me. But. Yeah. Can I ask you, mate, we'll sort of we'll get into your week by week now, but... The thing that stands out for me straight away is that by week six, you'd use four boosts. Yeah. Now, do you – I mean, I, I ideally, I wouldn't want to do that, but I think that if you need to sort your team out, I'm okay wow. with using it four like that. By round f- six. Yeah, you, you used four weeks in a row, round three, four, five, six. Um, I think that probably – like, you can look at that two ways, right? I either – Went all in on cash, and you can probably tell me, like, in those four weeks, I, I would have made anywhere between $1.5 and $2 million, I'm hoping. But maybe it was just swallowing the pride and knowing, okay, well, you know, didn't, ain't it, or he wasn't it. Um, Brimo, I think, was injured pretty soon in the season. And rather than slowly just digging the hole deeper, I thought, there's only one way out of this, and it's just to boost my way out of it. Yeah. Um, I probably used one more than I would have wanted to. Three I was probably comfortable with, but four was maybe one too many. And you know what? I think it's a cracking example that if you have a look at your team and how you started with all the pods you had in your halves, that like none of them were complete shit, be- you know, bed shits, but none of them were hugely successful mm. and used four boosts in six weeks to still finish 2,000. Yeah, great. That's some finish. good super coaching. Yeah. Thank you, boys. The, the uh, other one there, to on the and it's one we sort of went on pretty hard about the start of the season. Like I, 
I held Warbrick, Khan Pereira, just from learning lessons of the past, who had those horrible starts. Taruva, Khan Pereira, and Warbrick, who all had terrible starts, were massive ownership. They were all over 400k by round eight. Like, Khan Pereira got to 440k by round six. Same thing will happen next year. We'll start yeah. with these wingers who the tries won't come, people will offload them, but as long as they're playing all right and their job security is okay, you, ju- you just got to hold on to them, don't you? Like that the, was the, probably, yeah. Like the tries will come. One of my learnings from that whole Warbrick AKP situation was you don't have to play these guys. Like, they can just sit there and, and grow as as they need to, but um, I, I can't even remember why I was in such a rush to sell them because... I wouldn't have been selling them for much. Even like Alamotti, who started the year, not as bad as those guys, and his base was better, but by like round five, he was 390k, so he's made 190k and had a pretty poor start to the year. Like, there's cash to be made. In saying that, a pretty poor start to the year, mate, at the end of round six, you'd used four boots. You were ranked 1,783. I think it got better than that as well. Oh, it did get better than that, but like, you literally... Never yeah. after round one where you were twenty two thousand, you never fell out of the top three thousand, and only twice did you fall out of the top two thousand five hundred. Probably shows a different way that we all play the game. Yeah, right? because big time. I was like the greyhound pinging the lids trying yeah. to hang on. Well, you got, you say that, but also you used what four boosts by round seven or whatever. So you gone very hard. Yeah. So if you didn't get those results, you'd be and you're sitting seven or eight or ten k, you'd be like, oh shit. My thinking was um, the quicker I can get to like um, we said in Guru's roasting, the quicker you can get to those guns, the big names, I thought the better. Yeah. And then I just try and hang on from there. Um, where I went, I won't say wrong, but I, maybe I stopped trying to get in cheapies, one or two cheapies too soon, if that yeah. makes sense. Like we'll get to it soon. I, I didn't buy one of the cheapies of the year. Um, but yeah, like my strategy, my tactic this year was to get out in front and make them chase me. Um, I obviously got run down to a degree, but top 1%, Timmy. <laughs> Still a very good knock Yeah, for what you did there. So once we get past the, uh, the boost-a-thon early, uh, rounds, oh, round seven, you bastard. I just saw trade in Jermaine Osaka. Jeez, she took some flies this year. And you know who I sold that week? I think it was Ruben Garrett. Yeah. It was Ruben Garrick. Yeah, and this was purely a uh, financial decision. The, the fixtures, I, look, I think Garrick got a HIA, was it round six against Penrith? He was missing a couple of weeks, I think. Mm. And then I was just like, all right, well, who's similar in terms of price and ceiling? I think round, Osaka had yeah, a... Round six, and then missed... Round six against Penrith, then missed Melbourne. It was purely um, break-evens I was looking at here. It turned out to be sideways... In terms of points that what I would have got, or on paper at least, like a center wing jewel for another one, but it was a two hundred thousand dollar decision for two trades. I like that, nice. And then as I have a look through, you know, round eight, nine, ten, it was. I'm not sure when it was in this mix, but as you said, you missed out on a very key cheapie. Yeah, that a lot of us grabbed. Who was that? Jareen Buller. Yeah. Um, and I remember sitting here on I think it was the the playbook potty, and I said, uh, I've missed the the Buller bus. Mm. Um, you boys been to Dinner Out Island? DG? No. Hey? No. Oh, so the Buller bus, that's actually a thing. So there's all the, you know, the, the hotels, your yeah. Sofitels, your um, Radisson Blues, all of these. And there's this bus which pretty much does a loop from 7 in the morning till 7 at night called the Buller bus, you know, Buller. Um, and I said, I've missed the Buller bus, but it's just going to keep going round and round and round. I missed it at 200K. I missed it at 280K. I missed him at 350K. <laughs> yeah. And by 500K, I'm like, I can't buy this guy. Um, I just took the stand and I just never got him. Oh, I, I do recall all those weeks where he kept going up and up and up. Like every week there was other things you could have done mm. yeah. that really 
could stand up to that as well. But uh, yeah. And he, he was still a buy up until about 600K. So he got another score well, got to over 700K. It, each week you were like, surely not, surely not. And you're like, no, nah, could have been a buy up until about 6, 650K. He just kept finding himself in position as well. Like even as shit as the Tigers were, he was the guy that was scoring tries, making line breaks. Um, the night at Campbelltown against the Raiders, I think yeah. Fanua Pole made a line break, mm. and who was there? Doreen Buller. And yeah. I remember I was just like, it had to be him. It sounds stupid now, but like, you look at the fullbacks next year, and we mentioned a few weeks back, but Tommy Turbo, really, like this is round one, Reese Walsh, Caelan Ponga, Scott Drinkwater, all these guns you can go with. Like, if the Tigers can turn a corner, big if, he's going to be a star super yeah. coach player in a yeah. good side. I made the joke, and we sort of said it again, like the, the historical line you hear in Supercoach, you've got to have two gun fullbacks. Suddenly there's Jareem Buller. I've never heard of him. I've never seen him in Mats or Ball or New South Wales Cup. Um, so I just went around him. He wasn't the jewel. Like, if he had the jewel centre wing, that I probably would have got if him If he was in. jewel, everyone would have had him. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. so I decided not to go him, but... Mate, one thing I noticed here, round six, uh, you traded out uh, Jermaine Hopgood at that point, which I, I don't think was a big um, loss realistically, but you trade him back in in round nine. Yeah. Sharp so turnaround. I went to, yeah, in hindsight, I went to Hosking, yep. who that was his week where the cash was coming. Uh, Hopgood was benched. Yep. Um, but then sure enough, I'm like, Hopgood, whether he's off the bench or not, he's going to come on. He's just a fiend for Supercoach points, yeah. um, and he's offloading as well. He's just something that he didn't put away, whether he was starting or off the bench. Offloading is, if a player's got it, it just doesn't matter, does it? It's incredible. Does it like minutes are just, they just generate so much. That's why Maddo, more often than not, even if he gets his 50 to 55, like particularly last year as opposed to this year, but when he's playing those minutes, he was offloading and having a crack, he, yeah. he was, he'd average like 70. And like guys like Maddo and Hopgood are such good examples because if you play them for 50 minutes... You want them to have more impact in that time. And how yeah. do these guys have impact on games of football? Yeah, they, they create second-phase footy. That was the thing, I think. Uh, I got in Joey, Joey Tarpane pretty early in mm. the season. Would have been around that same time. Um, but Canberra just put the offload away the whole season. So Talk to me about it. Whereas yeah. he was someone that was 80s and 90s year prior, yeah. he was battling for a 50 the next yeah, year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, mate, round eight was a big one. You went oh, – sorry, round nine. You traded in Jermaine Hopgood and – um, Britt Nickra, both good trades, but geez, the two names you traded out, Reese Walsh and Tom Trevojevic. Far out. What was I thinking there? Um, was Walsh, was he not suspended at that point? Yeah, I'm not sure he might have been. What week? Uh, round nine. Was he you traded out Reese Walsh and traded out Tom Trevojevic. Actually, you know what it was. I think I was doing a bit of pre-planning for Origin. I, I, I had him ahead of Ponga at the Played time. Played 10, 11, 12, then yeah. got picked for Origin. But the fixtures mm. were hard, 10, 11, 12. Manly, 93 at Suncorp. Then 60-70 against Melbourne, and then Panthers 42. So, yeah, tough mm. run. And then yeah. do they have Souths around that time as well? You no, know, I sold him at the exact same time, mate. And, yeah, like, well, he was going into, yeah, Storm, Panthers, potential origin, Sharks who were going good at the time, round 14, round 16, bye regardless. Turbo. It's a terrible buy coverage. Turbo was definitely <clears> the, uh, the origin pre-planning. I think I was working backwards. So what I did in... You know, just talking a bit of trade um, tactics here. I'd always work backwards from round 13 because you probably end, end up with seven or eight guys that are going to be missing that origin week and you obviously can't get them all out that week. I'd already used four boosts. So I yeah, had, good point. You, I didn't you had have, to make some early moves because of the boost. Yeah, I didn't have that, that um, parachute there to, uh, to use the boost in round... Actually, I think I did end up using one in 13. But um, I didn't have two yes. boosts up my sleeve to trade out a whole heap of origin guys. So, so I did it pretty early. Mate, um, one that I've just noticed, 
that came in round 11, and this would have been a huge kick in the dick for you. I know where this is going. <laughs> Take it away. Tell us. Brutal how this played out. Lockie Miller. Yeah. So, as you would know from my uh, punters and dribblers exploits, I'm, I'm all about a bit of yarn, a bit yep. of narrative, a bit of dribble. And Lockie Miller, I love an omen. Yeah. The boy from Port Macquarie, in Port Macquarie, against his old club. <laughs> you tell me that that's not a rugby league dream. Yeah. Um, turned out to be a nightmare because I think he ended up with about 25 points. He was sacked the next week and never to be seen again. Yeah, literally until the last week, not to be seen again. Yeah, which wow. was unfortunate. I, I, Lockie Miller, I think we all had our doubts as to his super coach. Um, I use the term again, pedigree, because we'd seen him do, you know, the highlight reels, the tackle busting moments. What are you doing? Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my God. At least I got him earlier than Tim did. Um, yeah. But in saying that, yeah, Lockie Miller, like it was a bit of a punt. Um, I think he was gone pretty soon. No, out of my team. Also, the other one you traded in that week, which didn't really amount to too much, but it was a guy that me and Tim never had it, Tafato. You know, I never owned him. Yeah. Caused me a lot of just grief as a non-owner around him coming in and out of teams just watching. Enjoyed the ride. Yeah. Really enjoyed the Val ride. Yeah. So this was round 11 was the week after he debuted against the Sharks and he pumped a 90 or 100, a couple of tries. Um, it's I compounded the Miller era because I actually only did that trade so I could have enough money to buy Miller. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So I did two trades to essentially get Lockie Miller, who never played again. Mm. It didn't work out all bad with um, Val Tafade. He played a couple of games, made a bit of coin. I did sell him later, but... Um, there were a couple of those games where he was getting four or fives off the bench, which just negated any chance of the vice-captain loop. I'm gutted Lockie Miller's going to the Super League. Yeah, it's a waste. He was so good this year for the Knights, who, let's not forget, had been pretty ordinary for a few years on the trot. Was at fullback, was killing it. Still learning the craft of rugby league as a union background. Far out, he's a loss. Do I just, I don't like, I, I get if teams don't want to play him at fullback, but tell me he can't make it as a winger. Yeah. Just a waste, I think. Hey, oh. I think he made his a fullback. What price are we getting that he's uh, in the sevens team for the Paris Olympics 2024? Yeah, it's going to be a really good yeah, cool. Goes to yeah. Europe, bases himself in a Leeds or Manchester, wherever he's going to end up. Stones yeah. throw, get on the train and go win a gold medal. <laughs> go play that for the weekend. Why not? Mate, use your final boost round 13. I did. Damien Cook, Tohu Harris, Ruben Garrick, pretty good pedigree to bring in. Um, and I would say that was obviously pretty origin dependent, trading out guys there. You traded out Harry Grant, Val Holmes, Jacob Preston as well. Um, just preparing yourself for that big origin period. Yeah, uh, Cookie was a good one because he came in, he, he served me quite well. There was always that risk that he was going to get picked for origins two and three. Yeah. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.